Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Y feeling. Listen to personality profiles with Lessons Bill, get inspired, get nourished, and grow to be the best that you want to be. Personality profile and 99.7 FM. I love it. Hi, this is Mr. Simons. Keep listening to Personality Profile with Lexus Bell. This is the program that inspires you and brings you very close to your role models. I'm Vera Kwakofi, current affairs editor of BBC Africa. Keep listening to Lexis Bill on Personality Profile on Joy 99.7 FM. You could just be able to hear the best piece of advice that sets you on the course to success. Hi, my name is James Ebo White, or everyone calls me Uncle Ebo White. You know, what you'll be five years from now depends on only two things. The books you read and the people you meet. On Personality Profile, you meet the kind of people you meet you need to meet to make your transition to your greatness. You want a program that would help you, inspire you, motivate you. Why bother to turn to other channels? Just stay here on Personality Profile and you'll get all the inspiration you need. Straight through hell with a smile You could be the hero, you could be the 
lovers, be leaders, be astronauts, be champions, be truth seekers, be students, be teachers, be politicians, be preachers, be believers, be leaders, be astronauts, be champions. right you could be sitting in the hall of fame in the world who know your name good evening and welcome to personality profile here on joy 99.7 fm i'm lexus bill and the next hour you would actually hear a great conversation with a good brother on thursday evenings we actually get to talk to great guineans doing amazing things and getting to know a bit about their lives and what inspires them and all of that you're so welcome this uh, conversation is live on our Facebook page. You can check out the video and share it with your friends and family. Let them know that personality profile is on. And this evening is going to be a really good conversation. Actually, I'm spending time with a brother who probably, I can say, is the happiest uh, parliamentarian <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> because he was actually sworn in only this week. Yeah. yeah. So, in March this year, we lost the Member of Parliament for the Kumo constituency, Honorable Philip Atabasua. May he so rest in peace. Now, as a result of that, a by-election was held to elect a new Member of Parliament for the constituency. And, of course, the by-election was not without the usual drama and politicking and, you know, all those things here and there. A few accusations here, you know. But it did go on with all the serious party campaigns and whatnot. Eventually, a young, vibrant chartered accountant stood on the ticket of the New Patriotic Party, NPP, and won the seat. Well, this man earned a master's in financial economics at Ohio University. He achieved his professional certificate in accounting. He worked as a senior accountant at Vanguard Properties Development Ghana. He's held several positions at Vanguard, including financial controller, where he managed an annual budget of $4 million. Before uh, joined, joining Vanguard, he was also an account officer at the uh, Millennium Development Authority. And he's done a lot. But now, he's actually entered a new office. <laughs> and we get to find out why, brother, <laughs> and how. His name is Ernest Yao Enim. Honorable Member of Parliament for Kumo <laughs> Constituency. Yeah. My brother, how does that sound? When you hear that, how does it feel? <laughs> yeah, I'm just humbled and yeah. uh, I feel that it's, it's all about God. It's mm. God that has, you know, brought me to where I am and where I find myself right now. Yeah. Because, uh, like you mentioned, as at much, I didn't know I was going to find myself in this position. I know. Because uh, <laughs> as at much, I was minding my business. Yeah. I was working thinking of how I was, you know, going to end up the year, you know, getting more bonuses yeah. <laughs> from work and all that. So I never believed and I never 
thought of it. And then here you are and running around am, the constituency. We are campaign. in June. <laughs> we are in June, and I'm the member of parliament for yeah. Kumau, and uh, it's so amazing. And I feel that uh, I'm blessed. And uh, well, I tell you, I tell you one thing though. Before March, he had hair. <laughs> Three months later, he's growing gray with uh, the little that he has on his head. <laughs> yes, yes. Because now I carry the whole burden of over 34,000 people yeah. in Kumawu. And, uh, but anyway, congratulations. Thank man. you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, how, how has it been these past few days? Has it all sunk in yet? Uh, not, not, not that, not that yet, because uh, for close to uh, close to eight weeks, let's say, yeah, eight weeks now, mm-hmm. I haven't had any good sleep. Yes, mm. it's just been working, working hard. Did you tell your doctor you're coming on the show. He needs to hear this. Oh yes, <laughs> he's aware because uh, from time to time I go into, yeah. you know, get some checkups done and all that because. This journey hasn't been that easy for me because mm. uh, I hadn't planned mm. for this journey yet. Because uh, you know, in politics, people plan, you know, to enter, and you know, they they put in a lot of a lot of effort. And I know even for Kumewu, there were people that had uh, that had planned to run for uh, uh, primaries mm-hmm. for 2024, and they had been, you know, going through the constituency, yeah. you know, meeting people and all that. But I didn't have that opportunity because uh, I had no plan to run for the primaries this yeah. time around. Yes. And, you know, that's why but I say... Was it in the plan? It was in the plan, but not this early. This early, yes. Because okay. uh, in my scheme of things, I knew I was going to run for the position sometime 2028, 2032. Oh, okay. So that was when I I was targeting to go into the house because I felt that I needed to achieve a lot in my professional career and all that. So I needed that time for myself and I needed that time for my family as well. So, But it's just happened that we lost our member of parliament. And, you know, in politics, you don't take, you don't let chances, you know, just slide like that. So... I just felt, no, uh, maybe it's God telling me that it's my time now to just step in. Because sometimes when you're not pushed by uh, situations, you might you might lose certain bigger opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I felt that this opportunity came and it was for me to take it. And but if it was in the plan to do it 2028 mm-hmm. or 2032... yeah. Why didn't you stick to the plan? What where was the opportunity in this? So, so in politics, you uh, you need to be very strategic. Okay, so we had a member of parliament that had been in parliament for ten years. Okay, he was going to finish up with his twelve years. Okay, so you getting a new candidate who comes in now. Okay, so assuming I had decided not to run this time. And we get a new candidate. At least that candidate will like probably want to run for at least two, three, uh, two, three terms. So mm-hmm. that means that it pushes me all the way to 2036. Right. And by which time maybe I would have lost that interest. Okay. So, okay. Yes. Once the opportunity comes and yeah. arrives, yes, you just need to go in for that. Yeah. I see. 
Yeah. So take me through the last couple of days. I mean, since you're sorry, and I, I watched you in Parliament, you yeah, know, in the yeah, Oath of Allegiance, yeah, yeah. and whatnot. How mm-hmm. was more, this? Is more like your first day in school, eh? First day in school. <laughs> but you know, this time around, we we didn't get this kind of heckling from the minority and all that, and it's it goes to batteries the point that you know the the events of May twenty third after the declaration of the results and the AC declared that I had won with 71%. That was overwhelming. And I feel that it wasn't just uh, MPP people voting for me. I felt that people from the other divide also voted for me as well. So uh, once the, the entire constituency accepts you, like you are universally accepted because everyone feels that it's, it's not just sheer luck or something. Yes, you worked okay. hard for it and it's because of the love people have for you and the confidence they have in you. So based on that, I knew that the minority were going to accept me. Okay. I remember uh, uh, one polling station, I had the honorable member for... Uh, 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 Kujetu's constituents was the name. Okay, so Kujetu Ablako, Nabo Kujetu Ablako. You know, he was a polling agent for one of the polling stations right. at the constituency. Mm-hmm. So I remember going in there and uh, having this, uh, you know, then they had started counting the results and he knew I was going to win. Mm. And, you know, in politics, once you know you have a good candidate against your own person, you know that, okay, you just have to accept it in good in good stride and everybody from the minority knew that Ennis had worked so hard Mm. and he deserved to be the member of parliament for Kumeu. So I believe that on Tuesday during the swearing in, like everybody had accepted me. Right. Yes. And uh, we had, uh, it was a very short ceremony. Mm. Like I had my paramount chief accompanying me to the swearing in ceremony. I had a couple of chiefs coming from my area as well. Mm. I had my family in there and I looked up there, I saw my family up there, I saw a few close friends around, and I felt that I have been blessed by God. That's yes. good, that's good. And uh, right after the swearing-in, you know, we didn't have the opportunity to even go out and, you know, take some break. We had to continue with the business of the house, and yeah. I had just a few minutes with my family outside, and I had to come back and just continue with the business. So it's been work, work, work. Then... On Wednesday to that's yesterday we had to go back to the house and you know we had the approval of the uh, chief justice and all that so it was a busy day as well mm. then today has been one of the busiest of all I couldn't make it to the house because uh, you know right after the election there was this propaganda spreading around that uh, the construction uh, of the roads had been abandoned and that the equipment had been taken from site so you know and that's something that I had gone on different platforms to like rebut i felt that it was just mere propaganda because construction was ongoing the contractor was on site work was ongoing but people still kept saying all manner of things and i think one of the things we were saying was the fact that the the the, the, the works have stalled not not before, stalled. before the elections you were so, really so, so lexus today mm. we actually spent the entire day at the constituency, I was with the Rose Minister, the Deputy Rose Minister, and the entire team from the Ministry of Roads and Highways. And uh, uh, the media team that joined us, they were attested to the fact that the the amount of work that has gone in between 
May 23rd and now compared to what had happened between uh, when construction started and we had a by-election. Mm. There's been significant... Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Improvement. Okay. And I can say on authority that the contractor has exceeded expectation. Mm. And all that people were saying, I believe, uh, is just to score political points. And that is something that we, we wanted to make it clear to, yeah. <clears throat> to Ghanaians today, yes. So my journey from swearing in hasn't been that easy. Yeah. And I feel that there is a lot of responsibility on my heart now. And I just don't have to relax. <laughs> I just need to keep working for my people. I mean, a few months ago, you had a very quiet life, you know, running around the world, managing projects. And uh, I would and say, now? I would say I'm kind of used to this life. Yes. Because okay. uh, what I was doing before coming in down here, I was managing projects and I was managing different time, uh, projects on different time zones because I, I was managing some in uh, Asia, some in Africa as well, and I was based in the state, so you can imagine the different time zones. Uh, I was on 13, plus 13, uh, plus 8, plus 4, plus 5, so like you don't sleep. Hmm. So. We'll, I can we'll, say God prepared me for this yeah, occasion here. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to talk about it now. I'm just curious about how life has been up till now because, uh, like we rightly said, hitherto you had a different kind of kind life. Kind of and life, now yeah. Here you are. Yeah. But where are you from and where did you grow up? Okay. So I hail from Kumau, Bodomase. So Bodomase is the second largest town in my constituency after Kumau. And uh, I was born in Kumase. Uh, at Old Tafo. Mm. Yes, uh, uh, my parents, uh, uh, Mr. Francis Kujerani and my mom, uh, Mercy Opoku. So I was raised in Tafo for some years. Then we moved to Bokrom Estate, also in the mansion of Inkumasi as well. Yeah. So schooling, I started schooling in uh, Old Tafo. Mm. Yeah, I started from the Saito. Then I moved on to the private school, yeah. also in uh, Tafo. Then one what were your parents into? So my mom was a hairdresser. My dad was a businessman. Yeah, so... Would you say you come from a privileged background? Uh, not really. It's quite average, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. How many yeah. siblings do you have? Uh, three, yeah. So there are four of us, yeah. Okay. I have... Uh, we are two boys, then two girls, yeah. yeah. So my elder brother, Imano. Uh, and uh, my sisters Constance and Dora. Yes. So, um, so growing up, uh, I went to school, uh, basic school in Bokrom Estate. Then from there, I went to senior high school at Kumasi Academy. Kumaka. Kumaka. Nice. So that's where everything started. Yeah. So okay. So back in Bokrom Estate, where I had my uh, uh, JHS. Okay. So I had my JHS as Prince of Peace, and. Uh, I started off from primary school as school prefect. Then I ended up at the JSS as school prefect as well. Oh, wow. Then when I ended up in Kumasi Academy too, I was a senior boys prefect at the time. So wow. I can say leadership is something that it's, maybe it's God yeah. he has it's been Perfect. in me. So. But Kumasi, what really was your <coughs> career path you wanted to chart? So I wanted to be an accountant. Oh, is it? Yes. So what when I was... made you choose that? <clears throat> so when I was five years, 
I remember this man from Old Tafo. He, when he comes around, he tries to find out from every kid what every kid wants to be in the future. And people would say, I want to be a medical doctor. I want to be a lawyer and all that. But I wasn't into that. I, I, I was good in school, but I just felt that no, medicine wasn't my area. I felt law wasn't something I wanted to do. I wanted to just, you know, count money. <laughs> so all I needed was just to do accounting and just become an accountant sometime in future. So when I went to Kumasi Academy, I went to study business mm. and I did accounting as well. So school preferred then. So that's where I can say that uh, I got my proper training from and uh, from our history. I don't know. Others would say others, yeah, other things, but I can say I was my generation. I was uh, I was one outstanding prefect, and uh, okay, yes, my generation can attest to that. What made fact. you? What, what made you an outstanding prefect? So what I can say on that is uh, I was able to push Kumasi Academy very far during my year. I was one prefect that was into debating as well. And we entered the regional debate finals. Okay. Yes. So I took my school to the finals then yeah. with Premier College and Premier College eventually won. Mm. But then we, we were able to take the school to that level. Wow. And combining that, I was one school preferred to that I was SU secretary at the same time. Spirito too. Spirito as well. <laughs> I was also the vice president for uh, PMSU, Presbyterian Methodist Students yeah. Union. Yeah. So I combined a whole lot of things during my time and I was also the president for the wildlife club for the school so I I, you able to do all of these things at the same time so yes so that's something that you know I can say that God prepared me from that period because I I was able to manage all these different roles from the the religious side to the other you know other side and I can say that within that period when I was in Kumaka uh, the uh, tutors and everybody, students could attest to the fact that I was able to perform very well, mm. even though I had several other things to handle, but yeah. I still was able to bring that up there. So from Kumasi Academy, I ended up at the University of Cape Coast. So I went, so before University of Cape Coast, actually, I went to the University of Ghana because Legon, yes. So I had wanted to, so I had two things. Either I ended up in a business school at Legon or business school at UCC. Okay. So then I started off with statistics because they had this uh, sandwich program, which will normally start before actual school reopens. Mm-hmm. So I entered into uh, ESA. So I studied certificate in statistics then. So That's at Legon. That's at Legon, yeah, at the Institute of Statistics. Yeah. So uh, right after that, then... I had my letters from the two schools. So I had Legon and I had UCC at the time. So it was a bit of a challenge for me choosing between those two schools. And But what really made it easy for me was the choice of program. And because I had I had planned to be an accountant, I just didn't want to you know, deviate from that side. So Legon offered me economics and UCC offered me Bachelor of Commerce. Okay. And I felt that once I wanted to be an accountant, why then do I need to switch to a different field? So I just kept it and yeah. moved to University of Cape Coast. And I can say that uh, I, 
I had so much, so much fun studying Bachelor of Commerce mm -hmm. compared to if I had gone to Legon for economics. Yes. Well, you wouldn't know that because you didn't. Uh, because you know why? Tell me. Uh, when uh, I'll get there. But when I had my master's, so I had my master's in financial economics. Mm. So my struggles in financial economics was because of economics. So mm. my decision to go into commerce was something that I felt it was divine. Because if I had gone into economics, maybe I wouldn't have ended up becoming who I am today. Right. Yeah. So, right. yeah. So, uh, I ended up at UCC. I studied commerce. Then, I ended up as the JCRC Hall pres uh, president for Atlantic Hall. Right. Yes. Right. So I'm in Marina as well, okay. and uh, okay. we have some Marinas in the house too yes. as well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Maestro and uh, likes. Yeah. So. After UCC, I came to the world. I started working. So my first job was uh, uh, national service with uh, Millennium Development Authority, MEDA. Mm. So I started with MEDA. I worked with MEDA from national service. I, I got full-time employment with MEDA as well. I was with MEDA for <clears throat> close to <clears throat> from 2009 until... 2012. Okay. Then I moved to Vanguard Properties. Vanguard Properties. Vanguard Properties, yeah. yes. So we're into real estate. So we had some some uh, big projects. So that's where I, we managed like $4 million. So yeah. we had big projects to manage at the time. Vanguard Heights at Cantonment. You see that Twin Towers and Cantonment. We had Vanguard Villas also mm. around Cantonment's area. Then we had Vanguard Estates, Vanguard uh, Enclave, also at Amasaman. Mm. We had Vanguard Oasis and uh, at Pram Pram. Yeah. So we had to manage all these projects. So I started over as a senior accountant, and I ended up as financial uh, controller at one point before I decided to go back to school. And go do your master's in and Ohio. And go do my master's in Ohio. So I ended up at Ohio University Athens campus. Mm -hmm. So there I went to study financial economics. Then after Ohio University, I worked in the States. I worked with uh, uh, some some companies. Yes, uh, mm -hmm. I worked with McGraw-Hill. Then I worked with Envision. So around 2017, we uh, my company... Uh, actually were in charge of the inauguration of then president uh, Donald Trump mm. so we we managed the inauguration for Trump at the Capitol and uh, the National Mall as well so I had that opportunity to really you know be part of that big event yeah the inauguration of Donald Trump so from Envision fortunately for me uh, Cardinal Emerging Market uh, they won the contract to manage the fiscal agency for the compact for MEDA. So I ended up in Ghana as a payment and tax specialist. Okay. So I worked with MEDA from 2017 all the way to uh, 2022 September. There you go. So all along, uh, there was no, there was no sign <laughs> of politics. So politics came in along the line because all this school politics that I was doing is all politics. Right. But I'm, I'm Okay, so at politics. UCC, at UCC, I was a Tescon member. Okay. And I was an executive member of Tescon. I was uh, a rep from uh, Quapro. 
So that was uh, one area within the university community. So I served as the Tescon rep there. I couldn't take up a bigger role in Tescon because I was hall president back then. So I could only take up that role. So I started with Tescon. Then around 2008, when we had a general election, I was part of the team that uh, was dispatched to the voter region as polling agent. And okay. we had to run back to Accra because of the hostile and, you know, uh, treatment we had from the people at the time in the voter region. Like? Okay, so uh, as a student at, in the university, you are sent out to the voter region. You don't even know where you are asked to go. So we go in buses and we are dispatched to various polling stations. And you go there and you are told by other agents, you have to run for your life. You can't stay here because uh, that is not <laughs> how we do our things here. So we had to, most of us had to run for our lives at the time. So we came back to Cape Coast then. Just because they told you to run, you run? No, there were other things that I wouldn't want to go into. What things? Like this, I think that these <laughs> things happen. No, I'm curious. I just want to understand happened what it is. During the 2008 elections. Yeah. And uh, I feel that Ghana has gone past that age. Yeah, so we wouldn't want to go into it and try to spill the beans and all that. So I wouldn't want to go into that. So. Uh, that was them. I'm just a little curious. Like, every party will want to protect its stronghold. Mm. And they have their own strategies in protecting their strongholds. And I can say that that was their strategy at the time. Yes. Once you're able to frustrate the agents of the other party, okay. you get a chance to do whatever you want to do at the polling station. So Was your whatever. life threatened? Very. So, most of us had to run to then district chief executive because we were in power at the time. And people were in power at the time. President Kufo was the president at the time. But in the voter region, we're like the opposition there. Because uh, uh, you go there and you see macho men and all these people, they come they come at you and <laughs> you don't need to be told. Yeah, okay. so. All right. I guess so that. those are the things that happened. So that was... That was me at the university then, university politics. So right after school, I I registered with uh, a polling station at Kumail Constituency, uh, Bodumasa Methodist Primary School. So that's where I registered. Then immediately I had to get a party card because I knew I was going to I was going to do party politics. Mm. So I registered and I got my party card in 2012. I got my full party card as a party member in 2012. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Although I had my Tesco membership and all that, but I had a full Kumau Constituency membership back in 2012. Then I started contributing my quota to my polling station. So I was then helping out just at the polling station level because I felt that I was then entering into my accounting career and everything, and I just needed to take it easy. I just didn't want to go in full-time at the time, so... I would come in during elections and help. So then we had our candidates, uh, late member of parliament, uh, Honorable Baswa. So Baswa was then our candidate for the election for 2012. So he became our can uh, he became our MP in 2013. So then 
I would go in from time to time to help out. So 20, uh, 2016 oh, and election. And all this while, did you have... Uh, the ambition? The ambition uh, to okay. mainstream. So right from, <coughs> right from the investing, I had the ambition to become a member of parliament one day, but I just wasn't sure when it was going to happen. Why did you want to have that ambition? Why? Did okay, you so I feel that uh, God has given me that thing, that service, you know, and I feel that one way I can help develop my place is to be able to serve my people. And to be able to serve, you need to be in a position of influence. And to be able to do that, you need to run for a political office. And that's the only way I feel that I can contribute my quota to my people. Although I'm here to serve them. If you are not a member of parliament, you don't think it could help your people? So uh, you can help them in other ways. But you see, becoming a member of parliament, it gives you so much influence. Okay. If you are not a member of parliament, there are certain privileges that you might not get. And I feel that one way... You see, you go to a like place... Like what privileges? Okay. So, after my election, I had several people coming to me. They needed uh, admissions, okay, at different levels, nursing training, teacher training, university and all that. But once you're a member of parliament and you're able to really build relationships, you're able to help people in that regard. If I'm just Being an accountant... parliament yes. builds favoritism? Not favoritism. That's what it's By virtue. By virtue of your position. You, you are also entitled to certain benefits in society. So that is by virtue of the position. Yeah, but that sounds like favoritism. No, that is nepotism. not favoritism. Because we can all not be member of parliament. And you see... Me sitting in Vanguard as an accountant, I cannot go to a nursing training college and tell the principal that I need admission for somebody from Kumewu. No, I cannot do that. But as a member of parliament, you as can. As a member of parliament, yes, I'm serving my people. My people are beneficiaries of all these things. You see, these But is that are, right? That is right because these are government institutions, okay? And I feel that, yes, my people deserve the best. And once they qualify, they need to be there. So it is not just by virtue of my position as member of parliament, I just go there, I need this number of protocol admissions. No, it is on merit. And I feel that there are several other people in my constituency that are well qualified, they are well positioned, but because of uh, where they find themselves, they are not able to you know, actually get to the top. And I feel that as member of parliament, I'll be able to bring up these people. And one of the things that I have, I have spelt out to my people is, for me, my target is that I want to see uh, Kumeu producing engineers, lawyers, doctors in the next few years. So my target is this year I'm trying to get at least 20 people into areas that can help get them to that level. So this year, my target is to help get people into nursing training colleges where we can also produce nurses in my constituency. You have, you have over 34,000 constituents. Yes. And you're, you, your target is helping 20 people? Okay. So you are talking about 34,000. Out of the 34,000, there are about 15,000 that are not yet there 
they are probably in the basic school they are probably in in uh in secondary school okay they are in the training colleges and all that so and there are so many of them who are already working in a working class so i don't think that uh and you see that is my target but there are mm. others that are privileged enough to have parents that are able to push them there so i don't need to push such people but i only need to push those underprivileged uh, i mean it sounds all too easy to do when you say you want to help individuals and whatnot but i would have thought that probably the easier way is to mm-hmm. help build the schools and the systems in your community okay so that everybody because i doubt all thirty-four thousand people have access to you so maybe some 20 people will have access okay, to you so but fortunately fortunately for us also need some development fortunately for there. us we have uh we have eight secondary schools in my constituency now we are uh, hoping that at least in the next few years we can add on to it we don't have any uh, tertiary institution we have only one mm. that is a westphalian that uh so the plan is to try to lobby government to at least get one nursing training college at least in the next few years mm. then get one training a teacher training college there too as well so once we get all these things in place at least our burden okay so i get the impression that yeah. you're looking at uh, education as one yes. of the things yes. that you want to help develop in your constituency mm-hmm. is that it mm-hmm. that is it yeah okay i'm a young man and i feel that once i've had the opportunity uh, to be able to get up there, I should be able to help the less privileged to also get to where I've mm. made it in life. Yes. I see. Well, yes. you are enjoying a good job in the U.S., getting big fat checks and annual bonuses and whatnot. Um, I've spoken to a lot of MPs and they tell you that, look, it's not easy. Um, it's it's not as rewarding as we see it. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, a few of them would tell me that Charlie, they wake up and they have to pay bills. And bills, you know, yeah. you rightly said, you know, some people come to you because they want a chance to get into certain institutions and whatnot. It's not; it doesn't look that enticing. But you're still keen <coughs> yeah, on like leaving was, a job that yeah, you had in the US, yeah, yeah. and and coming down to come and uh, do this job. So, Lexus, like I mentioned to you, everything that happened in my life, okay. Even ending up at Kumasi Academy, it was divine. Because mm. that wasn't where I wanted to go. But God placed me there for something special. Mm. Ending up at the University of Cape Coast, it was divine. And I feel uh, becoming a member of parliament at this point in my life, mm. I feel it is the calling of God mm. for me to come in now and serve my people. I had these questions from different people when I made the decision to run for this position because... Uh, people will feel like you have a good job in the States. I manage projects as a project manager for like a company like DT Global and all that. So why would you decide to come down and, you know, become a member of parliament? But I feel that one way that I can help society is to be able to serve my people. And I believe that in service, there are several rewards. Yes, rewards that are not only financial, but I feel that with the blessing of God, Sometimes, yeah, you don't need money. Okay. Yes, yes. Well, you don't need money. Need money. <laughs> I, I know, I know, we need money, but God has blessed us now. Are you a rich man? <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm a rich man, but I'm okay. Yeah, okay. I'm okay. Absolutely. Yes, at least uh, I'm able to enjoy certain basic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Whose idea was it eventually when, because like you rightly said, you were not really prepared for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It just came out of the yeah. blue because yeah. Honorable uh, Basuami, so rest in peace, passed on. So the decision to come down and run, it wasn't just by myself. Mm. So I discussed that with my wife mm. and uh, I discussed with my parents as well. Uh, for my parents, I, it wasn't easy. Mm. Yeah. One, Why? One, 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 one of them was against it. One was in support of it. Why were they against it? Okay. Like you rightly put it. Why would you leave your creative job and come down here and get people come to you 6 a.m. in the morning, ask them for school fees and all that? So he felt that, no, uh, I still needed to work more, uh, make some more before I decide to come down and mm. really serve. Yeah, but I felt that uh, this was a divine one. and You didn't I, want to let it out, but you made us know that that's your father who was against it. <laughs> No, I only said he. It, could, it can be. But some. your mother is not he. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But you know how men are. So, yeah. No, no, no but I'm, I'm curious if it is yeah. indeed him. It was him. Good. But so, now, but now he's hundred percent in. Okay. Because uh, he thought about it initially. Yeah. I, but I had to give him reasons. Yeah. Why I wanted to come in mm. at this point, mm. and he had to agree to the fact that that is my passion okay. in life. My passion is to be able to serve my people. And right. he felt that once is my passion, he needs to support me. You had just a few weeks to the primaries. Yeah. How did you prepare? So it wasn't easy. So I, I, was, an, I was en route to the Gambia. And uh, I had to do a stopover in Ghana just to be able to commiserate with the family of the late MP. I was on my way to like do a one-week uh, money train in, in the Gambia. Then on arrival at Kotoka, I I received this WhatsApp message on the guidelines for the party. Uh, uh, nominations was in just two days mm. and vetting and everything and filing of nomination was just in five days and all that. So I had to quickly change every plan that I had mm. to just stay and pick my nomination, fell, go through vetting. We had just two weeks for our primaries. So the first week was just picking up nomination, filing of nomination, vetting. Then the following week was the campaign and election. Okay. So we had two weeks. And within the two weeks, I can tell you, Alexis, it was really challenging for me because uh, I had not prepared for this at that point in time. But, you know, sometimes when God, that's why I say it's divine, so he provides helpers. Okay. So I had helpers from everywhere. Yeah. People that were ready to support my cause. People that were ready to contribute money to support me. People Including that were ready. No. He didn't support no, you. No, now I'll come to that point. Okay. I said people that were ready to no, support me. No, but did me. he support you? No. <clears throat> I, will, I will end up there. Okay, all right. Sure. I will end up there. <laughs> so I had my friends. These are, I'm talking about my friends and family. Okay, okay. Yes, yeah, so initially I had my friends. Yeah. I can say on authority that no no poly, uh, presidential aspirants supported me okay. in my first week of campaign. That That is the record and it's, it's a fact. No presidential aspirants. Okay. No presidential aspirant. No party member supported me my first week, second week. Mm. It was my friends and family that had faith in me. Mm. They knew I could make it. And 
they had so much confidence in the fact that NS was going to win. So they came on board, they provided support, they provided finances. And I can tell you, uh, even though I had just one week to prepare for an election, God provided all that for me within that period of time. Wow. Yes. And it will shock you the amount of money I was able to raise within that short period to be able to run for the primaries. They should have called you to help with the IMF conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So that is all from the training that God gave me. You know, when I was here, when I was here at Joy Prime last year with Kumasi Academy when we were commissioning our project, I, 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 I mentioned to people that we're able to raise 8 million Ghana cities to put up that edifice for our mm. school. And it was just that skill. Yeah. Yes. So I, I knew that I, God had given me that skill to be able to, you know, draw people from okay. everywhere to just come on board. Yeah. Right. So like you rightly said earlier, there were people in the constituency yeah. who were eyeing this seat. Yeah. Um, so we'll shock members. you. There were eight people that picked nominations Good. to file. And, and yeah. most of these people were based in Ghana. They had been working in the constituency. They had been going around the constituency. You hadn't done none of that. I so, had not done none of that, but I had been a party, true party member. No, no, that's During fine. the 2020 elections, mm-hmm. I was one person that was with the late member of parliament mm. the entire campaign. Okay. I supported him both financially mm. and uh, fiscally I was everywhere oh, okay, I see yes so I could I can say on authority that that was what worked the trick for me oh I see yes because I was going to ask how then did you make it how did you win how did you win this so how how I made it was the fact that one like I can say it is God factor first mm-hmm. because uh, uh, I had I had several prophecies growing up Mm. And uh, I had I had men of God praying for me, and men of God telling me it, it is your time. Mm. And once I knew it was the calling of God, you know, people would say, "Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. I was overconfident, but that wasn't it. I could tell party people that I was going to win. I see. Because I knew within me that I was going to win. Around the time, there were so many allegations that you were sharing a lot of money. You were sharing some rice. Oh, that, and, was, uh, that was during the main by-election, not the primaries. I'm talking about yes, the the, the, the main yes, by-election. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Those were were you? No, you were not. No. Okay, you didn't share I rice. I fa- fabric. I never in my life shared money? rice, money. No, I never. I never influenced people with money. If it was money, I'm sure NDC would have won. If Why? it was money. On the Monday before the election, on Tuesday, I went to two towns. At Mkwanta and Temate. I was there and one lady told me, Oh, say Siana and DC for ni free ha omoma isika omoma mo omoma nyoma and I mean so made them sapine by so Lexis, even from the account of these people, so I I I I sat back on the Monday night and I'm like so these people are going around sharing monies and doing all sort of things and they go out there and put out on truth 
they go out there and say, oh, MPP, this is what we are doing. But they were doing worse than we did. So all the the help that you got, financial help, what, yeah. what did it go into? So, you know, in politics, it's all about how well you are able to resource yourself because campaigning comes, you know, logistics. You need vehicles. You need to be able to fool the vehicles. You need to be able to pay stipends to your drivers. You need to be able to pay stipends to people that would go around to canvas for votes and all that. So that is where the money goes into. Yeah. So you need money for fuel. You need money for the personnel you assemble yeah. to run the campaign for you because they cannot go hungry working for you. You need to be able to, you know, get them money to be able to, you know, do the work wholeheartedly. So those are the areas that the money is going to. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, at least one thing is for sure, the prophecies that were on your life yeah. have come true. And now you're a member of parliament. Yes. Yes. What really do you want to see for your people? So what I want to see for my people is, you see, today I was in the constituency and I could see life in my people. I went to Oyoko and I could see old people run to me. People were excited. They were excited for the reason that now they can see their roads are being developed. Okay. Now they can they, they, they can feel that something is happening mm. within. And what I want to see is in the next few months one my people in Abotanso, my people in Raso, my tomato farmers, they go, to, they go to their farms, they get their produce out, they don't have people to buy them. They don't have storage for these produce. My people within Bodomase, my people within Kumau, my people within Akrocher, they go to their farms, they have maize, they don't have storage. They go bad, they lose money. So what I want to see within the next few weeks, next few months, next few years, is to be able to provide that resource for them, to be able to have storage for their produce, to be able to ensure that they have a market for their produce. Mm. Once they are able to bring their produce out, they have people that are ready to buy. I see. And that is what I want to see happen to them. What I want to see for my people is people having hope that once they are out of school, at least they will have good jobs to do they'll have places to work yeah you go to my constituency the young people are complaining they don't have jobs and that is what i want to see in the next few years that people come out of school they have jobs to do and that is what will give me that joy and that satisfaction do you think your government is in a position to make that happen so uh i can say on authority that mpp yes we can do that and uh, within the last six, seven years, within the last six years, uh, when before you go to places and people do not have hope, but now there is hope. There is hope that at least with free SHS, once they are out of GHS, they can enter secondary school. Once kids go to school, they know that they can get food to eat. You know, before kids could not go to school because they go to school hungry. And when they are out of SHS? And they are, when they are out of SHS, now in my constituency, for instance, we have TVET. Okay? Government has provided the structure. 
the infrastructure, everything there. So now we can train people that want to go into skill training. We can train people that can also, you know, run their own businesses. So I feel that with all these policies and with all these that the government is doing now, we would see the fruit of it in the next few years to come. Okay. Yes. Good stuff. Uh, I've really enjoyed conversing with you. <laughs> I'm curious, what's the, the, the first lesson you learned in Parliament? So the very first one is to pay attention. Okay. And I saw you putting your hands behind you and being all goody-goody and up there. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> that is me. That is me. And I feel that I've got a lot to learn. Yeah. And mm-hmm. to be able to excel, you need to be able to pay attention. You need to be able to study mm-hmm. what people are doing in there. There are people with so many years of experience in the house. Yeah. I need to be able to learn from these people. I need to be able to... Uh, attend sittings each particular day to be able to acquaint myself with the rules and everything and the procedures of the house so those are the things that i'm beginning to learn and i feel that once i'm able to stay focused and pay attention to everything happening you know the speaker made a comment that uh, first impression counts yeah and people expect that at least my first one month <laughs> i'm able to <laughs> make a good impression yeah of, yeah so good that's stuff. something yeah that's something that i really um, want to do and uh, i want to be able to study you know he handed over some tools to me yeah. on my first day and i feel that these tools are very crucial if i'm going to excel in the house yeah, the standing orders, the constitution of the Republic of Ghana, those are things that I need to arm myself with because uh, once you go into the house, you need to be able to know your staff. Absolutely. Yes. I'm happy for you, man. Congratulations. Thank and I you, wish man. you all the best on this journey. Thank you so much. And of so course, much. with your people as well in Kumo. Yes. God bless you so much, man. Thank you, man. Ernest Yao, any member of parliament for the Kumo constituency here on Personality Profile on Joy 99.7 FM. I've enjoyed having this conversation. I hope you've enjoyed us as well. Uncle Ken will be on your radio very shortly. I'm Lexus Bill. Have a great evening. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.